Welcome back to the show, gentlemen. Uh, so glad to have y'all back this week. I know last week I missed uh, putting out an episode, and I wish I could say it was because I wanted you to listen to the show on Grace again, but uh, that is not uh, actually the case. It is just uh, as the prayer I pray for y'all every week that God is putting forth challenges and uh, opportunities in front of you to grow in your relationship with Christ that he had me with some and I really couldn't figure out uh, I'd come up with a topic for the show and it just I just couldn't figure it out I couldn't figure out how I wanted to say it uh, you know uh, God had me in a place where he was showing me a lot of different things and my mind was racing 100 miles an hour and I just couldn't focus in on what I wanted the ninth show in this brand new podcast to be about. So, uh, I fumbled. Uh, <laughs> I didn't put one out. I didn't put any kind of message out there, and I apologize. Uh, like I said, this is a new show, and I'm trying to figure out the ins and outs of it. But as we grow together, men, that's uh, you know, that's what kind of like life. It's kind of like what happens. Sometimes you, sometimes you hit a home run, and sometimes you got a bunt just to get out there. And I, I apologize again. Uh, last week was just a, a bunt week for me. That uh, I was, I was just trying to figure out, uh, you know where God had me in this, in this moment, in this, uh, it's not, I guess you'd say kind of a wilderness type, uh, atmosphere where I'm at. Um, but here we are, we're at show number nine and, uh, just that just we really wanted to come to you today and, and share with you uh, a couple of thoughts on, uh, some things, uh, you know, uh, my wife and I, we were sitting out there talking, uh, I think it was two weeks ago now about, I don't know, doing something or whatever. I don't even remember exactly what it was now, uh, on the topic, but for some reason the words came out of my mouth. I told her, I said, I'm your servant, not your slave. And that is the title of today's show, servant, not slave. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of different ways that we can, that we tend to look at things as men. Sometimes we feel like that we have to do certain things in which at times I know for me tends to make me feel like a slave in having to do those things. Uh, and what I realized is that uh, we should always have uh, a servant's heart, right? I mean, we should always be willing to serve and willing to do for others, and we shouldn't feel like we have to do them. We should want to do them, uh, you know, with a servant's heart as Christ calls us to be. Um, you know, I think there's a – that's the main difference between a servant and a slave. A slave – uh, feels like that they have to do it because somebody has power over them because somebody has um, the authority over them. And I think as men, sometimes we get in, especially in today's society with 
everything putting down men and making men feel like they should be less masculine or strong or uh, dangerous, uh, that, you know, we feel like we become slaves to doing things for other people. I know at times in my life, for sure, uh, those feelings have been very prominent in in uh, in my life, you know. And then I think it comes to a point to where as we grow in our relationship with Christ, <clears throat> it becomes less about being a slave. And as our heart changes, it becomes more about being a servant, Um you know, I think sometimes we don't think we're probably getting the, um, as I say, ROI on our investment, return on our investment uh, for the things that we do for others. And I think if we're looking at it from that standpoint, then we are missing the point of what Jesus is trying to get us to do. I mean, if we look at the man who we're supposed to... I model our lives after and who we want to be become more like as men <clears throat> excuse me and then i think that uh if we look at it as from a slave mindset then we ha- we have to change that and that change comes from your heart and realizing that the ultimate price was paid for us when we weren't even worthy i mean jesus died on the cross he faced humiliation He faced a ton of things that he didn't have to just for us, just so we could be with him for in heaven. It should not be when we look at uh, our relationships in our life, whether it be your family, whether it be your work, whether it be your friendships, whether it be your church or whatever. It shouldn't be that we enter in with a mindset mind mindset that we have to do this no we have choices god gives us the choice to choose him or choose sin you know and i think uh a lot of that comes from i know especially in in my life thinking that i am a sin to whatever addiction that satan wants to throw at me at depending on the day right that we're a slave to that, that we're prisoners to what the world is telling us, what we see uh, instead of looking in our heart and being thankful that Jesus Christ showed us the grace of dying on the cross so that we can live a life of servanthood, not slavery. And if we're going to be a slave to anything and we're going to look at it in a manner that uh, that we're slaves, then I think we need to be a slave to God and to Jesus and to the Holy Spirit to because they're the only things that have authority over our lives. Uh, you know, and I don't know. I try not to feel like a slave, but it still comes in and, and I have to take that moment and say, you know what? If I am truly trying to be and grow and to be more like Jesus Christ, then I have to change my mindset. I have to realize that I want to do this. I don't have to do it. I want to do it. Why? Because I love my wife. I love my family. And hopefully you're in a career that you love. If you don't and you feel like you're in a slave relationship with your chosen career, then 
I think, you know, we have to put that at the feet of God and ask him to show us a change of heart either for that career or to show us another career. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy how this world, uh, affects us and how our soul is primarily made up to be a servant. I mean, you know, the, the saying of it's better to give to receive. I mean, it's true. I mean, I, I know I feel a lot better when, uh, I'm unselfish, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing I had to apologize to my wife for, uh, this week was realizing my selfish nature and how that makes me feel like a slave in our relationship sometimes, because I feel like I have to do certain things when that's not the case really i mean really it's just out of my love for her that i should do them but you know as life comes at us uh the pressures of the job the pressures of society you know and how we look at how that affects our family is is the biggest key where we i think imply or input our selfish nature most of all uh is our family and the ones we love the most uh, because, you know, I believe they show us the most grace. They understand us. They should, they know us. And I'm thankful that my wife showed me the grace that she did. She didn't even respond to the comment of <clears throat> what I said, because she understands that in that moment, I was, be I had a selfish moment. I had a prideful moment where, you know, I was looking at what I get out of this instead of how does this make her feel and then how does this benefit her and grow her uh, from my standpoint as a husband in which I am called to do is to help grow her in the ways of Christ. Christ. <clears throat> and me being able to sit there and, and share that with her was, uh, you know, it's just amazing how how wonderful and awesome my wife is that, you know, I can say that stuff and feel like a total jerk uh, at the end of it. And she didn't love me any less, you know, and uh, she lets me work through it. She knows how I process things. I'll sometimes spit out something and then, you know, 24 hours later, a couple hours, 24 hours later, whatever it is, realize, <clears throat> hey, you know, I'm a, I apologize because I was uh, not what I should have said or not really how I feel. You know, talking about giving and receiving. Uh, you look at Galatians uh, 5.13, it says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, to, rather serve one, one another humbly in love. You know, and when we start looking at uh, it from that side, it becomes easier. You know, we have to humble ourselves. We can't be selfish. You know, I think uh, the slave mindset comes from being selfish in that we start looking at things and what do I get out of it? What's the benefit for me? If we doesn't see an initial benefit in it, then it becomes we feel like we're a slave. But if we go into every situation like we've talked before with a mindset of how is this going to grow me? How is this going to make me better? 
then I think we get what God has intended us uh, to get out of it. You know, and we have to get rid of that slave mindset and the fact that we are free. If there is a um, prison that we are going to be locked in, it is a prison of our own choosing because as being saved by Jesus Christ and choosing him as our Lord and Savior, we are we should be free from that that mindset of selfishness and what am I getting out of this? Not uh, how do I do this in a better way to serve others? Because God put us here to be the light for the world. And as men, the responsibility is ours to lead the way in that. So if we're looking at it from that perspective, then we really have to get on the ball and really get the selfishness out of our hearts and minds, right? I mean, our gift and our reward is eternity in heaven with Christ. And that should be our main goal. It's kind of like working out. You know, you work out to get a better body. Well, you're not going to get a better body in, in three weeks. You know, I think that's where a lot of people fall short and making that New Year's resolution to, hey, I want to I want to get in better shape. I want to look good. I want to do this. I want to do that. You know, and not looking at, at it from the perspective of, okay, well, God gave me this body. How am I taking care of it? How am I honoring God in my workouts or in my lifestyle that I need to change uh, to honor what he's given me? I mean, you know, that's a question I fought with and I failed with. I started working out last year, uh, going through everything we were going through, and it was to honor God. And selfishly, I wasn't seeing the results that I wanted to see or feeling the results that I wanted to see. Uh, you know, as I'm older, working out gets harder, and uh, I probably started off a little too fast and didn't do it the proper way, kind of like God grows us and, and molds us and works out the uh, selfishness out of us over time in that, you know, as he sanctifies us, those selfish thoughts tend to leave. Uh, but it's all in how he does it. You know, we start up crawl, walk, and run, right? I mean, that's the easiest way to get there. Where do, We can't start off thinking we're going to lift 250 pounds, 15 times, right? Or, you know, bench or squat, you know, 500 pounds, uh, 10 times, whatever, whatever it may be. We have to go in with the mindset of, you know, hey, I'm doing this for God. I'm serving God in this manner by how I work out or whatever it may be in your life. You know, whether you're going to write a book, uh, how is this best going to serve God? And if we're putting God first and looking at how we are going to serve him in our day-to-day -day lives, I think that flows over to our families and to our churches, you know, our communities, and, and, and eventually in our country. Because if we can start in our homes, like I said before, that's the number one place that we have to put into practice all this stuff we're talking about, right? We have to first put in our homes to our wives 
that we have to, as Jesus says, love our wives as he loves the church. You know, and I think all of us looking at the big picture would give our lives for our wives that, you know, she is the mother of our children. Uh, we honor her in that way, but on a day to day, how are our words affecting how she looks at herself? Are we uplifting her? Are we growing her to be more like Christ with us? And that's in our homes. That's where it starts is the husband and the wife. And if we can get out of this slavery mentality of, oh, I feel like I got to do this. My wife, my wife just wants this or my wife just wants that. And I, I got to do this to keep her happy. And we look at, well, how can I put that aside and use it as a servant's mindset of how do I grow her? How do I help her? How do I get us both to a place to where we're both of the same heart for Jesus Christ. And I think once we start asking those different questions of what's in it for me and how do I grow someone else, that's when we're on the right path. That's when we start to answer the call of men. Because if if you notice, the call of men is wide and vast. And it is a long, hard road, especially in a world filled with sin. But we must take comfort in the fact that Jesus Christ has already defeated the world. We've already won. We just have to win our individual uh, battles. It's kind of like, you know, we got the playoffs in the NFL going on this week, right? No team wins without the offensive line and each each person doing their job. And as we grow and live in this time of, of sin, it's time for us men who have a heart for Christ and God and the Holy Spirit to stand up and to speak our mind and put it out there. You know, I think uh, it was a great showing of faith and uh, great men as we look at it or athletes with God-given abilities uh, showing their, their faith in God and the amount of prayer that went out for DeMar Hamlin and his family during uh, what happened to him. If you're not a sports fan, he's the NFL player that had a heart attack on the field. And the, and just to see both teams on a knee praying for this young man, you know, that, give, that gave me a little hope that it's making a difference. Men, we are making a difference. And the – People can see how bad this world is. And just like the Israelites in the day, they are turning back, turning back to God. And which is amazing and awesome. But it comes from that servant mentality, that servant mindset that we need in order to fulfill what God has presented uh, before us. And, you know, uh, we can say that uh, it's uh, hard and it's and it is, I guess. But if I got a, I had a question that I posed to our uh, little church group last night and that if Jesus Christ gives us everything that he had through the Holy Spirit and that we are to do greater things than he did in the time that we are here, or the time that he was here, we are to do those greater things, then 
we have to overcome the slavery mentality. We're no longer slaves, right? He says we're free, but do not use that freedom and falling into the sins of the flesh or use it for your own self-purpose that we should use it in a servant attitude and that we are here to grow and to teach each other what he was about, what Jesus was about. But if he gives us all of that and he's given us, if he said it with the faith of a mustard seed, if you tell that mountain to move, it'll move. You know, and as men, I think we break that down too simple to think that, oh, well, that doesn't mean a literal mountain to move. It means our situation, and maybe it does. It can refer to that as well. I I, I agree. Excuse me. But I do think it does mean if we tell a mountain to move with the faith, 100% faith in Jesus Christ that he has given us this power that we can move that mountain because he created the earth. He is in control of the earth. He calms the storms. He does all of this stuff that the Bible tells us about. So couldn't we be without sin as well? If Jesus gives us all the power that he gives us through the Holy Spirit, then how come we can't be like him? You know, I think kind of getting off the subject a little bit here, but if we're truly serving God and truly having a heart for Jesus like we're supposed to, then... mm, We should be able to move a mountain. We should have the faith of a mustard seed. We should be able to live our lives without sin. But I don't think our servant heart is big enough to truly fulfill the faith that we need to have in order to do that. We're still selfish. And like my wife said, we were talking about it. She looked at me kind of crazy when I brought up that question as if We have been given all these things through Christ. Why can't we live a life like Christ did? Why are we still sinners? And she said, well, because Adam and Eve ate the fruit and where they brought sin into the world. Right. I agree. They did. And all of the stuff that happened up until Jesus was affected by sin, but as Christians and as followers of Christ, primarily as followers of Christ, that's in the past. We should hold on to what Jesus says and what Jesus commands us and wants for us and promises us. He didn't do away with the old, but what he did do was to show us that We are capable of so much more. We can be like Jesus because he gives us that power and authority. And we don't have to wait till heaven to get it. If we can get out of our selfish nature, our slave mindedness that we have to do what 
the world says we have to do and truly 100% go to a servant's mindset, just as Jesus was when he washed the feet of the disciples, then I believe we can live in a world with little to no sin. Now, there are going to be those who choose to not have faith and not to believe in in Jesus, and therefore there will always be sin in the world because that's just the way he made it. But as Christians, I believe we can live in a community that overall, and not through any lack of effort on our part at spreading the gospel, that we can live in a manner where we see less sickness, where we see less poverty, where we see less of these things, but it starts with us and getting rid of a slave mindset and more of a servant mindset, because I believe with a slave mindset, we feel like we're restricted and we have to do it. We're limited in what we can do. And with the servant mindset, we are fully invested in making the changes that Jesus Christ has called us to make. Just my thoughts. Kind of went off on a little tangent there. Men, I apologize. No, I don't. I don't apologize because that's what this show's about. And we should be focusing on eradicating sin in our lives. We should be focused on living our lives and dedicating our lives to Jesus Christ. I know uh, I talked to in our my men's group that uh, I'm in and, and that we get together and, and we talk about these things in life and how to make us better and i i said one time you know we call them i guess back in the day in the 70s and early times they call them jesus freaks you know we should we should look like john the baptist out there we should be to the outsiders who don't know jesus christ we should look like john the baptist we should look like a crazy person with a hair on fire running down the street but in a manner that is to help people grow and get better. I I truly believe that. Now, am I there yet? Nope. I don't think any of us are. And I don't think the church helps us at times. You know, they keep giving us an out. Well, we're going to continue to sin. Well, really? Should we? No, I don't think so. I think that if we are true believers and dedicating our lives to Jesus Christ first above our careers, above our families and all, all the other things that this world has to throw at us, you know, for me, it's football. Some of y'all it's hunting. Some of y'all it's working out. Some of y'all it's gambling. Some of y'all it's fishing. Some of y'all it's hunting. But if we are dedicating our lives and taking the gospel for what it is and who it is about, then I believe we can live in a world and a time that we don't have to see what we're seeing. We see all the things and all the bad things in humanity and everything like that. And it's the absence of Jesus Christ. So if we are focusing our life on Jesus, taking the steps daily to walk his walk, and we can bring as many men to lead that way as we can, then we don't have to worry about the rest of it. God will take care of the rest of it. You know, it's just one of those things that has to happen. I was reading a a story in the Bible. I can't pronounce the names, but, 
you know, after the Israelites took Jericho and God had told them that all the all the gold and silver and all that stuff was to go into his treasury, that it was going to be his and nobody was to take any of it except for him. And as the, when, I forget what, somebody took something that they weren't supposed to take, right? Uh, and so they went to take another part that God had promised them, much lesser force uh, to be reckoned with in a battle. But because that one person sinned, God looked at it as the entire nation of Israel had sinned, right? So what would should have took, I think they took three or 4,000 men to go fight this battle. They were defeated by a lesser force because one person had sinned against God and he took it out on the whole nation. So as a church, I think kind of that's what's going on right now. You know, we have watered down and bent God's word to satisfy and make us feel better about who we are. If we take God's word, which I believe all Christians do believe the Bible is God breathed, and we're seeing all this turmoil and all this turbulence and all these bad things happening in the world, it's because men, we're not stepping up and stepping out, professing our faith, walking in our faith, and showing others what it looks like to be a godly man, men, hey, we can change the course of what's going on because Jesus gives us that power in changing the lives of other people, not just by words or not just by throwing money at it or not by whatever, but it's walking our daily walk with Jesus. We're in this together, men. We are here to sharpen each other to make each other better am i walking that no there's days i fail but i do have a new sense of confidence and a new way of looking at it and what god's shown me is that we don't have to live this life of doubt and anxiety and depression we don't you know like i said those warning lights are things that we need to give to god and if we are steadfast in giving those things to God and laying them at the feet of God when they come about, I believe he will make the change not only in our lives, our families' lives, our community's lives, and our country's lives, and the world's lives, but we have to group up to get together and make it so, so that we don't cost others because of our not being a good servant, having a slave mindset instead of a servant mindset in which Jesus says we should have is a servant mindset in our heart. Man, that's my rant for today. Uh, just think about, um, you know, what would it look like if we actually, like Joshua, Daniel, all the great, great men of the Bible, if we put our hearts and souls, David, King David, Solomon, you know, if we actually put our heart and soul in living our lives uh, 
the way Jesus calls us to live our lives in a manner serving to him first and foremost, what it would look like, what it could look like to live without all this crap that's going on in the world. How could just our simple attitudes and our simple behaviors and our changes from that slave mindset of feeling like you have to do it to the servant mindset of I want to do it because it makes somebody else better. What kind of change could we see in our world with just that little flick of the switch? Men, as always, I pray for y'all, and I pray that God challenges y'all this week and grows y'all. And hopefully some of y'all see it the same way that I do, uh, to see the vision that we can make the change and we have the power to eradicate this stuff on the earth because Jesus gave it to us through the Holy Spirit. And if we're doing it for his glory and his reasons and we're following his commands, men, I believe he would make changes in your life and my life and our whole entire world's life that we'll be amazed at. So, as you go out and do what you do this week, answer the call of men.